I am a washed up hoops junkie and this is my podcast. It's been a little while. I'm going to try to keep this on the regular, but who knows how regular. My house has been a dumpster fire of sickness for eight weeks, a revolving door of COVID tests and naps. So it's been hard to get anything done around here, but we're going to get to it. So what I've noticed of late is the Western Conference is a mess. Everyone seems to be middle of the pack. Who's actually good? Are the New Orleans Pelicans the NBA contenders that we didn't see coming? I really want to do something about a dark horse in the West, but who is it? I'd love for it to be Denver. I love Jokic. I really like what they did over the summer. They added Bruce Brown, who's a great plug-and-play player with Jokic. He's a safety net if Michael Porter Jr. can't stay healthy. He can do a lot of things. They've got Jeff Green. They've got some fun players. Bones Highland now can step in. Jamal Murray's coming back. You can play the two of them together. You can stagger them. They have a lot of fun pieces. I like KCP as their team. Shooter. They've got a lot of what you want. You know what they can't do? They can't defend. If you want to win an NBA championship, and the statistics play this out, or if you want to be an NBA championship, English is only my first language, I'm working on it. You have to be a top 10 defensive team. There's no way around that. It just plays out. Those Warriors teams that were destroying people were excellent defensively. The Bulls, the Lakers, all of them. The, the Cavs, I think the Cavs were the worst rated defensive team to win a championship. And they were something like top six in the NBA over a certain stretch towards the end, right? They ended the season at a certain ranking. So you can't stink on defense. I've watched Denver a couple of times this week. They can't guard. They have some players. I like Aaron Gordon a lot. Jokic is decent defensively. He understands rotations. But overall, they just can't guard. Uh, so you can't include them. I would love to say they're my dark horse. You know, Dallas has the same problem. Even though Dallas is lurking in and around the top 10 defensively for efficiency, and they have been kind of in and out throughout the season so far, and we're a third of the way through, I'm not on that bandwagon because there's still another star away. They're not, Luca's so great, but they don't have anybody else. What do you do when Luca's not on? You just can't manufacture points. Do you believe in Phoenix? I don't. I don't know how a team can just get utterly dismantled and demoralized in a game seven at home. It's laughable and think, yeah, we're going to come back next year and be title contenders and win it all. That would be a heck of a bounce back. You know, the Spurs, when they lost to the Heat and they came back and then dismantled them, that's that's a one-time thing. They did not get dismantled the way the Phoenix Suns did. That was just crushing to my spirit to watch. I love Luka. And just watching the Suns this year, they just don't have it. Age has finally hit Chris Paul, as I think it is hitting LeBron. You cannot rely on a 37-year-old point guard who's six feet at best to continue to be a shot creator 
and as efficient as he's been and not have your other players step up. We've had inconsistency from DeAndre Ayton. Their depth is terrible. Devin Booker cannot carry the whole season. He cannot continue to do that. The Phoenix Suns have just been uninspired. And lately, they've been losing to good teams. The team we talked about, the Pelicans, they just took them apart. Quick question before we get into anything else and the Pelicans is, who would you ra- whose future would you rather have? Would you rather have the Dallas Mavericks trying to figure out who your second star is going to be and wondering is Luka really going to stick around through all this? Or would you rather be the Phoenix Suns who you have Devin Booker, you have your star, and you have a couple of players that you think could grow into that in Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Ayton, but they're not consistent. Which team do you want to be? That's a question for you. I got another question later. The Pelicans, though, they're blowing me away. And here's what I didn't think about, and I was listening to the Hoof Collective today that I realized after they mentioned it is, Brandon Ingram hasn't played in like a couple of weeks. And I've only been watching them a couple of weeks, and I've been impressed. Zion is destroying everything in sight. He is becoming a passable defender. They are skilled. They have positional depth. They have experience. They have another scorer in C.J. McCollum, plus B.I., which I wasn't even thinking about. They got a really nice rookie in Dyson Daniels, who plays understated. Just is very comfortable out there. Good size, good length, can make a three. He's just a professional player already. Add into the mix that Herb Jones has been hurt for three weeks, and he's a nice rotational player. And Trey Murphy's coming into his own. Those are three rangy wings who can play basketball at a high level and make a three that allow for space, that are interchangeable. You have... Valanchunas, who's just a beast, who is matchup heavy and can can really win a game for you. He could score 30 on any given night if the matchup's right. C.J. McCollum, Alvarado. It's really hard to find things that I don't like about that team. Maybe I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid right now, but I've watched them three, four times in the last two weeks. Every time I come away going, they, they might be the best team in the West. I mean, who is it? Think about it. Who is the best team in the West? Having watched enough of it lately, um, to backtrack, another rookie to look for that's playing great, and he just hit a game winner last night on an amazing overtime game finish is A.J. Griffin. Not surprising, son of a former pro and current assistant coach. His dad's Adrian Griffin. Like The kid just looks like he knows how to play in the NBA and will have a long career and explains why Atlanta probably got rid of Kevin Herter because they drafted him. But let's get back to the Pelicans. What can't they do? They have shooting. You don't need knockdown three-point shooters if you have enough guys that can make a three on the regular. The Toronto Raptors were the epitome of this when they won. There wasn't a lot of guys on their roster where you said, that guy's a shooter in the traditional sense where they spot up or they come off pin downs and all of that. But they had a lot of guys who could make threes, and that's problematic to your offense because you can't, Hedge off a guy, you, you kind of got to say, okay, well, I got to stay connected at all times because maybe he's not a shooter, but he can make him. I feel like New Orleans is in that bracket of team. 
CJ McCollum is crafty. He's a good leader. I really like where that team is going. Portland has kind of fallen off of late. Dame's had some injuries. But if you look at the West, everybody is like three games. I think from the 11 or 12 seed all the way up to five is like three games apart. So you could have a week where you go on a run. I think the Lakers are like five games out of being in the playoffs at this point after such a horrible start. And AD has been crushing. He might get hurt this week. God knows. Knock on wood. Where, where are we going here? A team that I think has also come on of late that is worth noting that I'm wondering what's going to happen with them is the Golden State Warriors. They're still having problems on the road, but they are above 500 and starting to play well. I mentioned a question. I'm going to ask this question that I've wanted to ask for a while. Didn't find a way, but I'm just going to ask it. I want you to think about this. Where is Steph Curry in your top 10 all-time list? And why isn't he higher? With the resume, he's the only unanimous all-time MVP. He's the greatest shooter ever. He's won four championships. Why isn't he higher on your list? I think I figured it out because the shooting aspect is too unidimensional for you to say he's the full impact of the game. You know, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, Bird, all these guys impacted in scoring, rebounding, passing, defense. And I'm going to mention Larry Bird because he was a two-time All-NBA second-team defensive player. So don't sleep on that. But you don't look at Steph, and this is no disrespect because he is so good a shooter, like never seen before and probably never again in my mind. Is Steph that great a passer? No. Is he a great rebounder? No. Is he a great organizer? I don't know. Is he tremendous rebounding the ball? No. So do we just discount it because we just say, oh, he's just a shooter. Is that it? But he's so good at that one thing, and he's really changed how basketball is played. Everyone wants to be Steph. Everybody thinks we're going to make threes and make buckets. The NBA is evolving kind of away from that because you can't just have chuckers everywhere. They're, it's very unique to be Steph Curry, even though we're trying to slot Trey Young into that Steph Curry mold. We'll talk about the Hawks in a minute. But where where do you put him? I liken it a little bit to Shaq because you go, Shaq's so big and, you know, he's big. And then we go, Steph's good, but he's a shooter. I think those two, in my mind, I put them together in that category. Now, the Warriors have started to come on. A question of depth. Jonathan Wiseman back down in the in the G League again. He's a big contract. Are they going to trade him? One thing that got floated in the Hoop Collective, and my, my guy Andy's really going to love this, was what if they traded Wiseman for Kelly Olenek in Utah? I think Kelly Olenek in Golden State would be lots of fun. He's a three-point shooter. He's a high IQ guy, very skilled, not very athletic. I mean, they had Nemanja Bielitsa, who did well for them last year. Kelly Olenek would be a definite upgrade on that. Better rebounder than Bielitsa, probably better defensively. That's not saying much, but I would love to see that. That would be so much fun. Uh, but that would mean they're punting on somebody they drafted number two. 
sometimes you got to cut your losses, you know. I think there's a saying in poker, you know, you don't chase bad money with good money. You know, you make a bad decision, don't keep making a bad decision. Who knows what they're going to do. That's my view on the West right now. It's a mess. Are the Pelicans really the best team? I mean, right now, having watched a bunch of them, I'm going to say yeah. The East, that's easy to figure out. Milwaukee just got Middleton back. Boston's crushing everybody. Those two teams are better than everybody else. Hands down. But it's the same thing in the East. I think between 11 and 5, they're separated by three games. You go on a three-game win streak, you could go from 11th to in the playoffs right now. Granted, again, like we said, third of the way through the season. A team that I'm struggling to believe in is the Atlanta Hawks. And here's why. As much as I I mentioned A.J. Griffin before, and I think he's great, I like DeAndre Hunter and the role that he's playing. He's really come into being a impact player. It's taken a little while. I don't know what they're going to do with John Collins. Onyeka Kamu, there's always been a little bit of buzz that he's going to be a contributor. But when you watch their games, he's not really – jumping off the page and credit to Clint Capella. He's had a resurgence a little bit. He had some injuries. Kongu can't get him out of the lineup because he's playing well. Clint Clint Capella does well what he does well. And you kind of got to keep him in there. He's a veteran player. That's that impacts the game. Why I don't believe in the Hawks. I'm similar to why I never believe in any team that James Harden is a leader on is I don't think you can have a player who not just sucks at defense, but doesn't commit to playing any defense, just totally punts on it and have other guys play for that guy. And other guys do the dirty work and be okay with that. Because when it comes down to it, if he's not putting in the effort, any effort, like it's okay to suck at it as long as you're trying. Let's think about the Kyrie team where Cleveland won the championship. Kyrie was not a good defender, but the year that they won – he committed to putting in effort on defense. Was he good at defense? No. But at least you could look at your teammate and say, look, you're laying it all out there and I'm willing to do that. Let's not underestimate the value of chemistry. Okay. One more team I want to talk about in this mishmash grab bag of thoughts is the Sacramento Kings. And I got to thinking about this because Jay Triano is an assistant on the on the team and I have some friends that know him and I was like, if I was having a conversation with him, what would I ask him? And I think my question would be, how hard is it to align management, coaching, and players all together to be good? Because Sacramento has sucked for so long and it feels like they're finally getting it together. And the problem that we've talked about over the years has been ownership. I still remember Vivek Renadive in this clip talking about on draft day, like, I think we should take Skouskis. Even though other people in the room are going, well, we probably should. No, Skouskis is the pick. And you're just like, okay. And clearly that hasn't worked out and changes in management and changes in coaches. Well, now it feels like they got it right. Okay. Mike Brown is a professional coach. He has coached LeBron. He has coached with the Warriors. He understands NBA basketball. He really reminds me of the ilk of coach. You're you're seeing it in different places where a professional coach makes an impact. Look at the Pacers with 
Rick Carlisle. Is Rick Carlisle like a mind-blowing coach? No, but the Pacers, Pacers are organized. They play well. They know their identity. They play hard. They stay within themselves, and they win more games than they're supposed to. You look at professional coaches. We'll use two younger ones, for example, Wes Unsell Jr. and, and J.B. Bickerstaff, both sons of NBA coaches who have been in the NBA forever, who know how to run a team, and both those teams are playing well. Warriors or Wizards having more problems because they just don't have as much talent on their roster and Bradley Beal's been hurt. But again, I've watched a number of their games over the last few weeks. They don't suck. They just don't have as much talent. They play hard. They play together. They run their scheme. They win games they're not supposed to win because they're organized. And they have some competent players. Both those teams have a collection of competent players who've kind of advanced over the years. When I look at Sacramento right now, they traded for Kevin Herter, who's a player that I like because he's not flashy. He stays within himself. He can shoot. He's not a negative on defense. He's not a he's not a defensive stopper by any means, but he understands how to play. He understands where to be. He's not a negative. Domas Sabonis is a great facilitator. He just knows how to win. He knows how to play. They've got De'Aaron Fox, who's finally growing into that player you wanted him to be before. Harrison Barnes. I like the kid Keegan Murray that they had. He's having an uneven season, but when you watch him out there on the floor, you can tell he's comfortable. He has an NBA skill set. He's bigger than you think. He will grow into being another solid player, and it finally feels like Sacramento might actually be moving in the right direction much like the Knicks were, and we talked about the Knicks previously. But it feels like, God, maybe they are getting it together. At the same time, I wonder, shit, there's still the Sacramento Kings. There's still the chance that they could suck at any given point. So that's what I think. What do you think? What have you been watching? Who have you been watching? What's on tap for you? As always, I want to say thanks for listening. Thanks for clicking on this, and enjoy the rest of your day.